I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land State Secrets Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this show, one of our recruiting experts, Mick Walker, tries to keep me, an old man who doesn't follow recruiting all that closely, up to date on everything that's happening for the future of Ohio State's football and basketball programs. Now, last week, Mick, you said that you thought that the state secrets name was boring. We got a good suggestion from a listener, Vetters of Intent, like letters of intent, but we're vetting them uh, as they come in. I like that. It's clever. Did you come up with any th- any other options that had pizzazz, the pizzazz that you were looking for? No, I believe that name is all good to go if that's what you're if you're ready to rock with it. Well, we'll we'll uh, send it out since we're recording today. This episode is coming out on the Monday of the first game week of 2019. If anyone is listening and has a better idea for a uh, a name for our recruiting podcast that gives Mick the pizzazz that he wants, tweet it to us at landgrant33 or me at Matt or Mick at Mick D. Walker. Let us know, or you can throw it into the uh, comments uh, of the article for this podcast on the website. That's how Vetters of Intent got to us. So let us know. We will have an official new name. I've, I think State Secrets is fine, but we'll have a new name next Monday, and uh, we'll go with that. We'll we'll credit whoever gives us the, the new name then. But Vetters of Intent, I like that that's, that's the uh, leader in the clubhouse as of now. All right. So it was a kind of a slow week for recruiting last week, Mick. But as we pick up into the first game week of the 2019 football season, the the biggest news still centers around Ohio State's 2020 running back recruiting. And um, late in the week last week, running back coach for Ohio State, Tony Alford, was asked a question, I believe, by Dave Biddle from Bucknuts about um, how he was feeling about the running back recruiting for 2020 since it seemed to be a point of contention for many Ohio State fans. And he said, I believe the quote was, we'll be fine. Um, Obviously, Tony Alford is not too worked up about it. Um, There are a number of players on Ohio State's radar, some bigger names than others. Um, Got guys like uh, Kevontae Bradford, EJ Smith, Michael uh, Drennan, Ebony Jackson, who's a name that I haven't heard before. Um, so where does that stand? Where do you think things are leaning? Um, Ohio State kind of put a lot of these guys on the back burner for uh, some other guys who thought they were coming and then changed their mind. Where does that leave them with this stable of potential running backs as we actually start to see college football starting here this week? Well, saying they got put on the back burner is definitely right. And it's I think it's hurting them a little bit right now, but they're Ohio State. So I expect them that they'll come back and definitely get a good solid a good solid running back probably two. I think their number one overall just pure running back target right now is probably Kevontre Bradford and EJ Smith are the top two guys. Kevontre Bradford, he was a guy that just came up through the process, picked up an offer I want to say a little less than a little yeah, a little less than a month ago maybe. 
It was on August 1st, actually. August 1st, so yeah. He picked up an offer, and I think the communication's been good with him ever since. I I think he's a, he's from Texas, but doesn't really have any of the big major Texas offers. I really think he's looking to leave the state, and uh, he took an official visit to Wisconsin. I think they definitely have a um, – they're definitely recruiting him hard. But I think, obviously, looking down his offer sheet, Ohio State's the biggest name out there. If they get him on campus, I, I think they have a pretty good shot to land him. It should, with him, it might be more of a win, not an if thing. Yeah. I mean, it would be really interesting if uh, Ohio State loses a big recruit from Ohio, goes to Arizona State. You've got Michael Drennan, who is an Ohio uh, kid from Dublin Kaufman, a Central Ohio kid. Despite the fact that Ohio State has renewed interest in him, the crystal balls are still pointed to Kentucky. It would be interesting if you lose another Ohio State running back. And then you pick up two kids who are highly rated, both four stars from the state of Texas, where it is always difficult to get players out of there between Cavante Bradford and EJ Smith. Um, that would be an interesting get. That would certainly be something I think that running back fans would breathe a little easier. It wouldn't be the same as uh, some of the other guys that they lost out on, but that's a pretty good haul from a pretty football rich state. Yeah. And for uh, when you're talking about EJ Smith, obviously he's got the name recognition, the Emmett Jr. EJ Smith is Emmett Smith Jr. Oh, Emmett I never Smith's put that, son. I, I knew he was Emmett's son. I didn't put the EJ together. That's that's very clever. Emmett's son, obviously, as we talked about, and he's a guy out of De- Dallas Jesuit High School down there in Dallas, Texas. He's really looking at a ton of different schools all around the map. I think he's got Georgia up there, but they obviously have a former Buckeye target, Kendall Melton, and they're still trending a little bit for um, five-star Zach Evans. So I don't know how, how good the communication will be between Georgia and um, EJ, but I know Florida's up there and Texas A&M are up there. Those are two schools that are pushing. But really, I think at the top for EJ, it's got to be Ohio State and Stanford. He's a guy that's really looking at the academic side at, besides just football. So that's where Stanford has Stanford's right there. But Ohio State's been able to go toe-to-toe with Stanford in a few recruitments like Harry Miller's and Luke Whitebler's. I think there was a time where if EJ had the green light, he probably would have committed. But like you said, they put him on the back burner a little bit to try and pursue guys like Bajon Robinson and Jalen Knight. And I think it's come back to bite him a little bit. So now they're playing catch up on a team like Stanford. But I I think EJ's going to come. EJ's, from all from all what I heard, EJ's going to take his visits this fall. He's going to be fluent about everything. And I mean, it, it's just going to play out and shake out throughout this fall. Yeah. He'll probably be a guy that come December, he might even, I don't think he has the date set. Maybe he'll be a guy that commits on an All-American game or such, but he'll definitely be a guy that I think Ohio State's pushing for. I, he's ranked as an all-purpose back. I, I'm not sure if they're they're pursuing him as an all, a pure running back or an all-purpose back. So he's six foot, about 200 pounds. So he, I mean, he's got the size to play both. Him and Keevontae Bradford are relatively the same size. So that's that's where they're at with those pure running backs right now. Yeah, there's there's one other name that seems to have popped up more recently. Is, is a guy who'd been on Ohio State's radar for a while, but because of like you said, there were other guys with um, you know kind of bigger names that Ohio State thought they were getting, so they pulled back. I don't blame Tony Offord or Ryan Day or anybody else for that because they were told they were getting two five star guys or a five star and a four star guy, and now they have to kind of play catch up. But another guy that's kind of come back into the sphere of things is Jalen Berger, who is the number 99 national recruit. Um, He seems to be doing this completely different than every other recruit normally does. 
doesn't go on a ton of visits. Um, he's, he's done some unofficials here and there. He was last on Ohio State's campus back in April, but doesn't seem to do the whole, didn't do much over the summer. He's kind of a, a low-key kid, but he's a five-star guy, the number 10 running back in the country. He's one that if Ohio State can kind of take their time and work back into him, he is not planning on announcing until an All-American game on Jan- on January 4th. So they have some time to get back into his good graces. What do you know about Jalen Berger and not only him as a player, but how he's handling his recruitment? Like, I, like you said, I think Jalen's a guy that for being a national Top top 100, big-time recruit, four-star player. He's sort of taking it slow. He hasn't really sat there and tried to um, get the spotlight. I think he's really just about playing football. And I think I think a lot of that is also because he set that far deadline for the um, the Adidas All-American game. So he, I think he's perfectly fine with going through his senior season, playing it out, and then when once his senior season over at Don Bosco Prep, I'd look for him to probably kick it up on visits right now. Like you said, he's he went to Ohio, he went to Ohio State earlier in the spring. He went to Penn State this summer. Penn State has one running back commitment, and they're pushing for another, Kevon Lee, out of Florida. So I think they'll land both those guys. So it really knocks Ohio, knocks Penn State out of it. After looking at it and thinking about it, I think he's Ohio State's if they want him. But after talking to a few people, I don't know how high he is on the running back depth chart. Really? On the um, recruiting list. But, I mean – uh, Jalen follows Landgrade on Twitter, so Jalen wants to uh, come on the post. We can <laughs> definitely come come talk to him and see how he's feeling. But yeah, I, I don't know how high Jalen is on the um, ranking for running backs. But I mean, like Tony Offer said, they'll be fine. They'll figure out who they want. I have no question that they're gonna get the right guy in there. It's just it's more of a matter of when, not if. Like I said earlier, this is an open invitation to both Jalen Berger and any other potential Ohio State uh, recruits. If you want to come on and talk about your recruitment here on State Secrets slash Vetters of Intent slash whatever we're going to call the show, the invitation is wide open. Feel free to to DM us. We will uh, be glad to talk to you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One of the things when it comes to recruiting, Mick, that you know well is during the football season, one of the best things that Ohio State has to offer recruits is getting them on campus to see the intensity and the excitement and the game day atmosphere in Ohio Stadium. And we'll probably have some commits there um, in the first game against Florida Atlantic this Saturday, but the basketball program is also going to be taking advantage of that as they're going to be bringing in a pair of pretty big time recruits, um, both Lance Ware and Moses Moody. Moody, we talked about last week. Um, on uh, on last week's episode of this podcast. So, what else do you uh, are you hearing about potential visitors for uh, this coming Saturday? And what is Ohio State football and basketball hoping to get out of these visits? All right, so we'll start with Lance since we talked about Moses a little bit last week. Lance is a a six nine six ten power forward that is very athletic can play can probably play between the three, the four, and the five spots all around the four, all the forward positions. Um, he, he's real athletic, big, play, plays well on the post, can go to, get to the rim, is pretty good with the ball in his hands, 
his recruitment right now is just it's a little little open, I believe. But I I believe Ohio State has done a good job selling him, and the the Buckeyes are no doubt getting a big look. And um, I I like their chances, but he's got a few. Uh, I think he's got a his high school coach or a, a AAU coach has a connection to somebody on the Kentucky staff, and the same goes for the new staff that Jawan Howard just brought in um, the team up north. He's got a connection there. So those are the two teams that are really challenging for Lance right now. But I think Lance will really enjoy this visit when he comes, enjoy the atmosphere, and I expect Ohio State to leave a good impression. As for Moses, he, um, like we talked about last week, he's a nice ball handler, shooting guard, 6'5", about, let's see, 6'5", 180 pounds. He can shoot the ball. He can get to the rim. He can do a little bit of everything. After everything I've heard, read, looked around on, um, I think Ohio State's probably right at the top of his recruitment with the University of Oregon, and Oregon's landed a few guys here recently. Um, there, I think a few of them reclassed right to the 2019 class, but n- neither of them look too well, too much of a one and done guys. So I don't know how quickly Oregon's team's filling up, but from what I've read and seen, I think Chris Holman, uh, Ryan Pete, and Terry Johnson, some of the really good guys on the Ohio State uh, basketball staff, are going to try and push Moses and see if they can get a commitment this weekend. But Moses, but oh, from wow. what I also what what I've been looking at, so we might be looking at a boom, but I. I believe Moses is also pretty open about saying he wants to take multiple visits to go around and see, like I said, Oregon's up there. He wants, he goes to Montford Academy. So Florida's up there for him. And then he's, he originates from uh, Arkansas where he, that's where he grew up. So I believe Arkansas is recruiting him, but I don't know how heavy it is. Ohio state and Oregon definitely seem to be like the top two. I think if Chris Holtman has his way, Moses commits this weekend, but we'll have to just see how it shakes out. <laughs> I think if Chris Holtman has his way, you know, he probably is done recruiting for the 2020 class already, but that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, yeah both, I think both, if Chris Holtman has his way, he, he has Lance and Moses yeah, gone exactly. this week, down this week. Yeah, they're both top 45 guys. Lance Ware is a four star number 35 in the country. Moses Moody is a four star number 43 in the country. That would be a nice pair to uh, to get to commit this weekend. But if not, having a good visit is uh is obviously very important for them. We uh, going going back over to football. We think that maybe Paris Johnson and Jack Sawyer would be on campus. The the chances are that more players will be added to this first game. But it, as the season goes on and the games get a little bit more interesting, you might see more guys joining those. So every Monday we'll we'll give you an inside look as to what players were on campus, especially for all the home games. But um, Mick, there was some recruiting information this past week that you wrote about that was not football or basketball related, but you thought it was worthy of a boom. Um, it was a pretty big deal for the wrestling program. Yeah, no doubt. I, I love covering me some wrestling. So that's why I, once I saw, I was a little late on it, but once I saw it, I definitely went right up to Dublin. I was able to talk to it, talk to him. Ohio state landed the uh, number three overall recruit in the class of 2022. And a guy named Seth Schumann, a guy that I've been able to talk to a few times. I was talking to him just a few days before he committed and then he committed. I, he told me when he was going to be at Dublin, so I went right up there and talked to him, him and his coach. Seth's just a really good guy, really good wrestler. And like like I said in my article, he might not be on Ohio State's campus till 2022. He might Most wrestlers take a redshirt year, so we might not see him till 2022, 2023 time. But when he's, on, when he's on campus on the mat wrestling, he's going to get some wins and put out a very good result for the wrestling team. Some other guys are looking at in the 2020 class. They're still pursuing the number two overall guy in the country, Braxton Amos. He's a guy that Ohio State's been pursuing for a long time now. Like I said, he's the number two overall guy in the country. He wrestles at, I believe, 220 right now, so he'll probably project as a heavyweight. And he's very high on Ohio State. He's got a top five of a few different schools right now, but I think 
one thing that sticks out to him is just he wants a good blend of academics and just a good wrestling program. So that's I think that's what appeals to Ohio appeals for him for Ohio State. Yeah. Um wrestling isn't something that other than my days being a big uh ECW fan back in the day, I, I don't know a ton about wrestling, so you'll have to go even further in your uh, explanation of things with this moving forward. But that's uh, really exciting. Ohio State's been one of the best uh, wrestling programs in the country for quite a few years now and has always kind of been beating their head up against Penn State. Uh, so it'll be nice to see some of these big recruits joining the Buckeyes, even if it is four years down the road. But let's wrap up here, Mick, with um, some information on a couple more uh, basketball recruits. Puff Johnson who is a uh, four-star, another top 45 guy. I think he's planning a visit, uh, right? And then Ty Rogers, who isn't uh, until a 2022 recruit, he's kind of been wrapping up his summer visits as well. What can you tell us about Puff and Ty? Puff was on campus either today or yesterday. He's a small forward out of, um, I know he goes to Moon High School over in Pennsylvania. I don't know how to pronounce the actual name. It's a Carloptis High School. He, he took an unofficial Ohio State yesterday, and he's a guy that Ohio State's been pursuing for a little bit of time now. His uh, brother, Cameron Johnson, went to uh, North Carolina, so that's one school they're fighting hard against. Um, Ohio State's really going up against um, North Carolina and Arizona. His, um, his father played with uh, current Arizona head coach Sean Miller, so they're, they're, um, there's a good relationship there. I think a lot of, a lot of national basketball uh, recruiting pundits see uh, – Puff Johnson has probably an Arizona lean right now, but I still think he's um open and he's going to be taking visits. He um went, like I said unofficially yesterday, he's gonna he's planning on coming back sometime this year. I don't know if it'd be this far next spring for an official visit uh, before he probably shuts down his recruitment. Like I said, North Carolina, um, Arizona, Louisville, and Pittsburgh are some other schools that he's looking at. Pittsburgh's right next right near his hometown, and uh, Louisville's always got a good basketball program, so he's one to watch. As for Ty, Ty Rogers in 2022, I was able to talk to Ty over the phone a little bit yesterday. Ty is a, another guy, like you said, he's 2022, so we got a long way to go before everything's said and done with him. And he's only right now he's only got one offer to his name because, I mean, like we said, he's going into a sophomore year of high school. He's got an offer from Rhode Island, but he's getting looked at by just about all the top programs in the Midwest, if not around the country. He's um he's from Saginaw, Michigan, so he's, he's getting looked at from, obviously, Michigan and Michigan State. Big communication from Ohio State. He took an unofficial here, I believe, last week and really came away impressed. One of his first visits like to any college. And I, I think just Ohio State and Chris Holman, Chris Holman really impressed him. And I believe uh, assistant coach Terry Johnson has a good connection with Rogers High School head coach. So that, that can do nothing but help Ohio State in their recruitment tie. Cool. Well, it might have been slow last week in terms of recruiting, but I think as we get into the football season, things will certainly pick up as the Buckeyes are able to get some players on campus, whether they are from the football or basketball persuasion or even wrestling. So uh, we'll have lots to cover. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at LandGrant33 on Twitter. You can hit up Mick at MickDWalker on Twitter. You can ask me at Matt. I'm not going to know anything. I'm just going to ask Mick, but uh, you're welcome to in the meantime. Uh, but thank you for listening to this episode of LandGrant Holy Land's still unofficially State Secrets Podcast. If you have suggestions on a better name for the show, 
feel free to tweet those to us as well or leave them in the comments on the website. If you are finding this episode on the site, make sure that you subscribe in order to get all of the ever-expanding LGHL Podcast Universe offerings. Last Friday, we released our full slate of podcasts for the season, and I will tell you, it is as ambitious as you can possibly imagine. We will have the most breadth and the deepest variety of podcast voices in this feed covering football and everything else Ohio State Athletics throughout the fall. So make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow along. All right, have a great game week, everybody. We'll be back to talk to you on this show next Monday. And in the meantime, go Bucks.